This episode of the Buffalonian Podcast is brought to you by the Buffalonian Division of the Cast Horse Podcast Network, a podcast network built by Buffalonians for Buffalonians, featuring the Wings of Blue Cheese Podcast and the Buffalonian Podcast, with more shows on the way very soon. Find these shows wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts or simply visit our website posted in the episode description. Now, without further ado, let's get into the Bills, Sabres, Hot Takes, and more. The Buffalonian Podcast. All right. Let's go. are back with the Buffalonian podcast. I'm Joe Kelly, and as always, I'm joined by none other than Dom Lawson. Dom, how you doing? It's Friday. We're recording this on a Friday, at least. We got no, some Thomas Friday Rick, Tom fun day. Going. Yeah, Friday fun time. Funky Friday fun time, maybe. Oh, Make an appearance. Maybe. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. We don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. But that was... Uh, you know, a little different from the music we've been playing introing the show. Some Thomas Red action tossed in there. Uh, Dom, I know you're a fan, right? You're you're a you're a country music fan. I know that you and I are a fan. We're gonna see if the listeners are a fan. Well, we shall stuff. see. We've been, it's been. I mean, we've thrown a lot of music in here to start now. So, other than that, I mean, this last night there's a there's a reason for it, and we're gonna get to that right now. So Thomas Red played at Key Bank Center last night. I was there. It was the first time he's ever played at Key Bank, he said. He's only played at Darien Lake, which let's not even get started on that as a venue, but uh, way um, different. Yeah, way different. So it's his stadium home team tour. And I gotta say, Buffalo probably is the best home teams. They refer to us as the best fans in the world multiple times, which I was not gonna knack at for sure. But um you were also there. You were where were you earlier in the day yesterday? You, I was you, at the Sabres three on three tournament. And where was that at? Was that Harbor Center? Harbor Center, yeah. So roughly in the same vicinity at two very different times a day. Yeah, one at nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yours is probably nine o'clock at night. Yes, yeah, roughly around there. And two stories have emerged from those those both events. So since you had the earlier event, I'll let you I'll let you cook oh, first. So so let's 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 run through what happened to you. Yeah, so obviously, you know, I worked downtown you know, with my dad at his law firm. So we parked in his normal ramp and walked about 15 minutes in the the 90-degree weather uh, down to Harbor Center. And we we're going to take the elevator in the parking garage. And we pull up to the elevator. And isn't one Mr. Terry Pagula gets out of his car right next to the elevator. So he has, must have, like, this reserved <laughs> spot, primo parking spot. Yeah, I wonder. I, I, you know, my dad thought to himself, why, why is this guy getting like this great spot? And he's like, hmm, you know, he owns the team, so I guess, I guess probably yeah, an executive get... spot for sure. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> we get, we get in the elevator. Well, I didn't. We didn't realize it was him until we got in. I don't know how to like the doorway to call the elevator. I mean, if you've been to yeah, there's like a corridor. Yeah, like, yeah, a corridor. That's probably the best way to put it. And we're like, I was like, hmm, this guy looks kind of familiar. You know, the glasses, the white hair, kind of. That's where we hair. saw Levi's family that one time, right? Yeah. That, that's where you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, not in the middle, on the outside one, but yeah. Yeah. So we call the elevator and we get in and, you know, my dad like talks about, about him, about my cousin who's visiting from out of town, but 
yeah, I mean, it was Terry Pagula, and he was very nice. Like, he was on the phone. He was like, hey, give me a second. He was like, he he, he acknowledged us first. He was like, you guys here to see some young guns? I was like, yeah, we are, you know? And then <laughs> it's kind of like, and then he got, I mean, he went to, uh, it's interesting, Harbor Center. There's like one spot that's kind of taped off for like Adam, where Adams, Sean McDermott was there, Kevin Adams, uh, Granado, and obviously Pagula. But yeah, that was the first time. I you know, never, I never felt like, uh, you know, being in an elevator being, the combined net worth of the elevator being a couple, couple billion dollars. Never met yeah. a billionaire before, so yeah, that check is that the bucket, check that one off the bucket list. Yeah, holy cow, that's what that's nuts. And then Dom texted me that yesterday morning, and I couldn't believe it. I was what a story to come out of there. We just have a habit of running into people. Alex talks mom being one of them, you know. So Levi's family that you Le- just mentioned. yes, yeah, Levi's family in the elevator. Like, uh, come on, and it's just it's it, it's turning into a habit. But then later in the evening. For my birthday, my girlfriend Morgan got me tickets to Thomas Rhett. Her parents work for a company that has a box. So she got a nice free birthday present out of it. You know what I mean? A little something for her, too. She's a fan. So we went to Thomas Rhett up in the suites. It was fantastic. One of the best concerts I've been to. So, yeah, I'm going to flash it. I'm wearing the merch right now, right? So when I was leaving to go get the merch from the suite as one of the openers were on, walking through the hallway it's a tight hallway right like doors are blocking viewpoints this is, people... is this the sweet hallway yes okay yeah yeah it's the sweet hall like the just the circle like the never-ending yeah, it's yeah. like a nascar track yeah it just is keep, it you is. keep turning left or right whatever way you're whatever direction you're going and you just had to keep going that direction yes. yes exactly and i'm walking coming i'm going back to the elevators to get down to the hundreds right to get in line for the the booth so as i'm doing that I get blindsided, right? I'm I'm walking this way. Someone's coming that way, and T-boned. Uh, yes, T-bone, pretty much. Yeah, but not like actually, like close to actually T-boning. Didn't actually T-bone. So no contact was made. No contact was made with none other than Sabres general manager Kevin Adams. Okay, like I, it took me a minute. I looked at him for a half second. Didn't know what to say. My girlfriend Morgan like pulled me. I was in a trance. I didn't realize like once it, once I realized what was Time happening. Still, yeah. And I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna say anything to him. The most I would have done was given him a handshake and say thank you. You know what I mean? But, that was, <laughs> but I was like, eh, it's easier with his family. I'm gonna just I'll, I'll leave him alone. And you're you know you're, you're up in the the suites. It's supposed to be a nice environment. Like you're not supposed to do any of that. No fan fanboying anything like that. So you know, I go down get the merch. Got a hat, too, off to my left here, along with the shirt I'm currently wearing. Then we're walking back up, coming the other way. Pass our box, because I'm not paying attention. Okay, There was free alcohol involved, and I am over 21. So, you know, that's just that's how that ended up. But we passed by our box. And who's coming back the other way? Who must have passed his box? Kevin Adams. Again. Just look, look at him. I'm like, I can't, I can't do anything right now. I was frozen. I was quaking in my boots frozen in my tracks and my girlfriend Morgan had no no idea why I was like until we like sat down why I was so did you know who it was no 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 no. she didn't know who it was that's what happened to my cousin my cousin had a conversation with Terry Bagula had no idea who he was (laughs) yeah yeah she had no idea you know she's she likes watching Sabres games whatnot but she's not like how we are like into the team and all of that like the inner workings you know she doesn't have a sports podcast she has to do every week you know so it's like it's she didn't know who he was and I told her when we sat down I'm like that's the big man I was like that he's making all the team decisions pretty much like he picks the the draftees and whatnot only guy bigger than him's Terry big Pagula so you know that's 
and you met him earlier that day. It's just it's crazy. The the whole front office we're meeting in, in one day just separately. But yeah, those Top are our meeting meeting the Sabres front office. That's a new segment. Every time we go to a Sabres game, we're gonna try and bump into someone. And uh, maybe I'll shake Adam's hand and say thank you next time for the team he's given us. So, you know, but yeah, I, I was looking, I was like, oh, we might see the bills up here. Like some they're like, but then I realized I'm like, oh, they're not even here anymore. They're all Josh, Josh Allen's with Haley Steinfeld. Did you see that TMZ post yesterday? Smooching in the pool. Like, like there's no way they're going to be there. I got, I got texted that in the middle of the concert yesterday. I couldn't even see it because I was, you know, no service up there, but yeah. Meeting the Sabres front office. That's a new segment here on the Buffalo New Podcast. So, you know, next season when we when we hit some games, we'll have to see who we bump into next. We got to keep a list. Tuck's mom, Levi's family, Terry Pagula, and Kevin Adams. I don't know why I blanked on my own from last night. That's the most prominent one. Yeah. Yeah. And the Kevin Adams. So what's who's next on the list? Who do you think we're trying to hit next? I want to meet Middle Stats parents next if he's if he's still on the squad, you know. I think I think that's I think that's the next next tier up. I would just like to run into a player. I know, yeah. We'd have but to stay I, later and like kind of mingle. I, feel I mean, like. we nearly did the one time when we watched Hair Cake in the car. Oh my god! Yeah, we were watching them all get in their cars. Don't even mention Hair Cake. The listeners don't even want to even search what that is. Please do not. Please do not. I beg of you. No, no, no mention of Hair Cake. But yeah, we were sitting in traffic because who was driving? One of was it? Your brother might have been, or was it? Might have been Mike. I think it was Mike, and I think Mike was driving. And well, if it Mike was, <laughs> I think it was. It was Mike driving because we I were... remember it being in the Jeep. I remember it being in. No, the, we were in the we were in the Subaru. So the, main, the orange Subaru that the, Mike drives. Yes, the orange Subaru that Mike drives. The one he likes to take the Skajakwita. He took the he took the other way out of the the Harbor Center parking lot this time, and then we got stuck in this loop. And we saw all the players getting in their cars and getting out of the parking lot. So could have gotten out, really, done a Chinese fire. Got got I don't remember what way we – you know what? It, 100% was Mike because we won some random way that I don't yes, even know. Who thought would he thought would be faster, and it didn't turn out to be. So, I mean, it's like it's like taking the skijakwood to anything but Buff State or Delaware. I mean, that or Kanisha's. Like, that's really it. But CUB. Yeah, yeah. Kanisha's University, yeah. But, yeah, that's our uh, little spiel on meeting the Sabres. There's no Bills talk for the day. I mean – we're, we'll save our rankings for whether I mean, are... you somehow still find a way to mention Josh Allen. In the... I guess that's the only thing, but I don't want to be like TMZ. I don't want to be, a, you know what I mean? I want to, I don't want to, I don't want to be like that. Just whistleblowing things. I will, I will say I did. I did see some photos. Hang on. I did screenshot them. Oh my God. I was going to, I was going to, like if, if you could see, look at that. Josh and Haley. I don't want to be that guy, but I'll screenshot and make edits to their kiss. Yeah, photo. yeah, I'll repost it on a burner account. Bills quarterback Josh Allen and Haley Steinfeld seem to be getting pretty serious. Dot dot dot. I emoji. They're taking their romance international, so I guess they're international. And uh, never been to Mexico, so. And then someone comments, "Well, one is a superhero, and the other is a great actress. Perfect match." Even though Haley. <laughs> Is, is Kate Bishop considered a superhero, or is it... uh, technically they're all considered superheroes, I guess. But yeah, I guess it's true. Heroes, you know, like Hawkeye. It's like they don't have superhero ability. I don't know. Say, I, say, I, I guess abilities. He, technically, super... I don't know. That's a good. I mean, like, I guess Black Widow's a superhero. Like, I'm not. Oh like, God, Hawkeye superhero. They like... should have just ended her story with Endgame. That that next movie did not need to be made, but. Well, that's a whole nother. We're, we're, you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll toss it out there. Well, we got to segue back into Sabres. Yeah, we, we got to get out of here. We, we got to talk about the Bills. Now we're, we're going into, 
yeah dom and i can go down the rabbit hole on star wars marvel but we choose to stick to sports so we're gonna we're gonna get back to some sabers and you know we haven't chatted since the draft and we talked draft day yeah we talked draft day as the first couple picks happened right that's when we were wrapping I believe, up i believe they were yeah yeah so yeah zach benson is his name zachary like zachary yes. benson is yes. a buffalo saber what, are you, what were your thoughts when you saw well, I'm, I'm, his first name now to me is just Oi. Oi? <laughs> from from Oi Benson from Riddler Show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. God, <laughs> you're about to open up another wormhole. Let, let's, 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 let's dial, dial into the. the yeah, that's, what makes us, that's what makes us dust, though. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Zach Benson, obviously a, an elite talent. I think a lot of people thought it was one of the steals of the draft, top five talent. Only, I believe he's 5'10. I don't think he's. He's five ten, I believe. I don't think he's five nine. He's but he's under six foot, and it's a big reason why he fell. It's interesting. He has the second best like junior production before the draft out of anyone in WHL history, other than Connor McDard, who just went first overall this year. So I think that you know better than Dylan Cousins, better than Matt Savoy, better than some of the I think some of the other you know top players, top NHL players that were drafted out of the WHL. Zach Benson topped them in production. So this. I honestly think he, he's a lot of people are saying he is better than Matt Savoy coming out of the, in, in his draft year, which I don't, I don't really doubt. Um, but it, yeah, it's very, it's a very exciting pick. I think it's a pick that pe- definitely we're sweating it out a little bit because uh, he was kind of, you know, they, they were solid players other than Benson around at 13, but he was like the cream of the crop. And when it got down to like 11 and 12, I was like, all right, don't, don't say his name and we're good. <laughs> Obviously it seemed like the Sabres, you know, we talked about on the pod on Wednesday is that they might trade up from eleven, you know, two eleven Vancouver. I remember they went to break and they and the broadcast was like, "Oh yeah, Kevin M's talking to the uh, Canucks general manager at 11. And I was like, "Oh man, maybe we're gonna come back." Twitter was kind of blowing up. I was like, "Man, we're gonna get a trade here," and nothing happened. I mean, it still worked out. I mean, I th- we talked about it last week about the NFL draft versus the NHL draft, and I believe. This NHL draft showed by the NFL draft is just a far superior product is because there were zero trades and no really, I mean, just, it's just a bad product. Like I don't, all the teams coming up saying the exact same stuff about thanking the host city, thanking, you know, congratulating the Vegas Golden Knights on winning the Cup. Everyone just got to be what my boy Kevin Adams does. Goes up there, says the Buffalo Sabres product select from blah, blah, blah league, Zach Benson. You know yep. what I mean? Like that's that's that, that's how we gotta do it. Keep it simple, stupid. That's that's all you gotta say. You don't want to be like know? Montreal and forget who the heck you drafted. That's that was bad. That was a bad look. I I mean, would I be the one to do that? Absolutely, but that was a bad look. You know, I that's just based out on my own story. You know what I mean? Like, come on, like how does that happen? Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, who? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, but I. I... I think it was a good pick. Like you said, he fell. I'm happy to, to grab him. I saw videos of their what do, what is the like the exact name for what they're doing? The rookie camp or like what is it development, development camp? camp. Yep. Development camp. Okay. So I saw videos of that and someone was saying, This is my home rink in the Harbor Center where I played for Junior Sabres. Who is that? That was a different player, but I don't know. Different player. It wasn't Benson. Oh, yeah. you know who it was? It was Gavin McCarthy, who was the yes. third round pick. He was like 67. I think that was his. He's like, this is my home number, too, or something yeah, like that. 86, I want to say. Yeah, Maybe 86. He was, he, was, he was a solid pick at 86 in the third round. I think their second round pick of Maxim Strokeback or whatever. How you say his name? <laughs> 
He's a solid right shot defensive prospect. I think the Wahlberg, the 39th overall pick, the guy that they were trying to trade up for apparently back in the first round, um, that pick was kind of hit or miss. He he was huge. On, I saw him in person. He he is all a bit of 6'3", and he is a massive human being. He just matters if he could fit in the NHL level. but And it also matters how big really his ceiling is because if his ceiling is really a, being a bottom six center, that's kind of a eh pick at 39, but – I'm just glad they didn't trade up for him. Again, another reason why the NFL draft for Spear, if people want to trade back up into the first round of the NFL draft, there there would be plenty of takers. NHL, for every reason, no one does it. I yeah. just, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It just, you know, it's not, not a lot of intrigue. But I'm surprised the Sabres, you know, make both their second-round selections, make their first-round selection, make their third-round selection, actually, heck, make all their draft picks. Last year had three first-round picks. Made all three first round picks. I mean, I know they moved a second round pick this year in the Jordan Greenway con deal at the deadline, but you know, thinking going into draft day, thinking that they wouldn't be selecting all their picks and they might move one for a player on the roster. I mean, the, the cabinets are as full as they can, and it's starting to become a situation, Joe, where the, the cabinets are starting to overflow a little bit. And yeah, maybe they could catch a uh, you know a cup or two falling, but soon some heavy objects are going to fall, and they're just going to shatter. No, it's like a Tupperware cabinet. It's about to come crumbling down. You're just throwing the lids and stuff all over the place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much what we're looking at here. I mean, they they have... Like, I think that's the perfect analogy. I don't think I can really speak anything else on it. Like, you're, you're, you know, you're doing the, the, what's the gymnast routine, like grabbing one with your arm, catching one with your neck. Like, you're catching these little things coming down, but you're going to, you're, it's all going to, it's all going to come crumbling down at one point. The avalanche is coming, not the Colorado, just, but the avalanche is coming. I mean, at one point or another, you have to move some of the, there's not enough spots for all of them. And sometimes you got to move. Some of these prospects were real players right now. And I mean, you remember, think back a couple of years ago, we talked about this on the first ever edition of this podcast. And I had some choice words to say about Vinny Hinnestrosa at that point in time. I think your words were, when are we going to start? Prov- or, uh, oh, come on. I have it on the tip of my tongue. When are we going to start? What's a, oh, come on. I can't, oh, I can't when, are we start, when, when are we going to start giving prospects the respect of the, the you know, the if ice they're time playing that well. they just, yeah. they're playing well, they deserve to be playing high. Yes. It was yeah. uh, Jack Quinn and JJ Paterka who were both playing very well and they, yeah. they didn't have a spot on the NHL. They weren't getting NHL games because Vinny Hinnestrosa, who's <laughs> now signed in Pittsburgh. So it shows you he wasn't a part of the guy's staying future and like, he never was going to be yeah. the present or the future. So, yeah, I mean, I'm a little bit on that. It's also a situation where now if Quinn and Paterka graduate into the NHL level, you just don't have as much forward spots because mm-hmm. you still have like the top line, which is an, a very good top line. You have Dylan Cousins at six. Middle step proved good enough where he's seven. You have Krebs. He's, he's got to be in your lineup. You just signed a Poso and Gergensen's. You know, that's 10. I know I'm blinking on probably – I mean, you have, you have Olsen, but I mean – at this point, it's like for Yuri Kulik, who had a really good AHL rookie year. It's like, I don't know how. I mean, he's probably he's probably the guy that's closest to being NHL ready. Um, I don't think Savoy's close. I should say close, but I think he's a year away at least. So people are thinking that Matt Savoy is going to make that. I just I don't see that happening. I'm sorry. Like I'm not saying he was bad in the AHL playoffs, but it showed that him and Kulik, I think, are on two different you know, parts of the journey right now. Yeah, yeah. And well, I think Savoy still has that potential to be, I have a higher ceiling than Kulik. Kulik is better right now. So Kulik will probably be, better, and he's also in the AHL. 
so he's an easier call up than Savoy. So I don't know. It, it it was a very exciting draft. I don't know. Do you want to talk free agency or do you want to talk development camp first? Um, we could do free agency. I know they they signed their two two right shot defensemen. That's something we haven't heard. So uh, most of our defensemen are left shot. So they signed Eric Johnson to a one year three point two five million dollar contract and Connor Clifton three years ten million dollars. So. What are your what were your general thoughts when you saw that? I mean, I was happy to see right shot defenseman. I think that just made me happy enough as it was. And the fact that they were adding to the defensive depth, which is severely needed after last season. And that could be the thing that gets us winning games when we were dropping games last year. But like, what were your general thoughts when you saw those two names? I mean, I'm trying to think Clifton was highly regarded when when we and people yeah. were people were happy about that. I didn't really see much about Johnson because no. by the, the news cycle, I was kind of like I, out of it. I think. They're both all right moves. I just don't think they're great moves. I think there yeah. are better options. There's definitely always better options. I think I'm a little confused because Clifton's a really good bottom pair defenseman. I mm-hmm. have they just say he's could play in top four. And Eric Johnson had a really rough year last year, but was solid the year before when the Avs won the won the cup. I just I feel like they added two fives at best. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like that. I think just Clifton, added two more average guys. To the I, I think the, I, I'll defend Clifton. I think is actually a legit, very good bomb for a defenseman. Like, so I think that's, that's a very good pickup. Johnson's a little bit. I mean, definition of past is prime, <laughs> but <laughs> was that I, a I candidate will, for today? No, it's not. No, but <laughs> but with the term of one year, $3 million is $3 million. Like they're not close. Like, it's not like they're cap strapped. So I don't mind it. I just, my confusion aligns with what is going on with the rest of the decor after these two moves. Like you have, like I've, it's hearing like from Granado's press conference that they want to go three left shot, three right shot, and have you know partners on the side. But I don't like that because Darlene last year was really good from the right side. So why would you? I mean, I know he's a left shot defenseman, but I don't think there's a need to put him on his dominant hand. I mean, I think he was pretty great in, as a, as a right shot. So. Yeah, that to me is—I mean—that to me is confusing. What does this leave Yoki Haru? Because obviously those two guys are going to play. You have Samuelson locked up, power Darlene. I mean, that's five. I mean, you have yeah. one spot left for—I mean, I think Bryson's out. Stillman's oh, he—he nice... he should be out. If he's not out, we have a problem. But Stillman's a nice seventh. They resigned. I mean, they have a bunch of defensemen now in Rochester as well with Ryan Johnson, who's your best defenseman prospect. So like, it, if Labushkin, Yoki Haru, I just feels like. And Bryson, like, I feel like two of those guys kind of have to go. And, like, how, what are the markets like for them? I just, I don't, I feel like there is room for them to add one top four defenseman. Them adding two bottom pair defensemen is a little confusing to me. Now, if Eric Johnson, I don't love the player right now, but I do love his first quote being like, when we took off in Colorado, it happened because Nathan McKinnon and I, I'm blanking on who had the second, I think it was Rantanen who said, start taking more responsibility on defense. And I think if, if you're telling me they brought him in line in here, because I think he's the only player on the roster to win a Stanley cup, if I'm mistaken, bringing us to Stanley yes. cup. Yeah. Stan, yeah. Stanley cup pedigree. So Clifton also has playoff experience as well of Johnson. And also like, if he starts pushing, like if Dylan cousins and Tage Thompson can, Again, they don't have to be even they, if they're just a little average to below average defensive. Like it's there's a there's a huge jump in my mind from being like the tenth percentile defensive forward to like forty. If you get to the fortieth percentile, which is still below average, 
but it's not atrocious. Like you're you're still it's a it's an upgrade. That it's at a the massive end of the day. win, and I yeah. think that's like if Ryan jo- if Ryan Johnson, jo- jo- well, not Johnson, but Johnson's bringing like I, I'm reading this article right now about a thousand games of experience in a Stanley Cup ring. So I, you're right. Yeah, I mean, that's, he's that's now one huge... of three players that could get to a thousand games, I believe, because I think he's at nine twenty. If he plays in all eighty two, so does Oposo, and so does Jeffro or Boy. Yeah, we could have three a thousand. That's pretty sick to me. But yeah, I mean, if he brings that, if he's going to bring the veteran leadership, get on the young guys for, to be better defensively, then mm-hmm. I think that's a, a win in itself. Signing Clifton, yeah. I think, is a solid signing. I think three years is a little interesting that they're willing to commit three years to him. So it's kind of like, okay, you're going to commit to, po- but you're going to commit to Power and Dalene. You're yeah. committed to Samuelson, so you're going to commit to a bottom pair right shot for three years. It's yeah. Like, all right. You have, now you have two spots. Ryan Johnson seems to eventually take one of them. Like, I don't know. It's just like, wh- what are they going to do if Yoki Hart? I mean, just Yoki Hart. It's, be, it's a game of Tetris. You got to find where the pieces fit. Fit when I, I think that's how it's going to be. But it's funny you, you mentioned that stat: three players that could possibly breach thousand games on the youngest team in the NHL. Yes, I know they're three oldest players on said team, but I mean, what a what a weird dual stat you know what i mean like three yeah. people over a thousand games and they're on the youngest team in the nhl you just think that's mind-boggling but i think i think it's just it's been an interesting weekend we can change since we last talk because i think for me i'm like oh also jack quinn i don't know if we mentioned that he's out four to six months uh um, well we mentioned it now so now everyone so knows so that's a huge <laughs> loss i mean yes. dude, that, dude that seemed it's gonna take another jump to not just being, I mean, he was very good two way last year, but I think he's going to take another jump offensively to potentially be a 30 goal scorer. That may be the reason they're keeping Olsen or just this market sucks. But yeah, I think for me, it's a, it's a little bit of a disappointing offseason. I don't think, I think the draft is really good. The D, I can understand what they did, but now I feel like they've, if you're going to tell me Johnson, Clifton, and I, I don't know what you're going to do with the sixth guy, but you're going to have Labushkin or whatever and move on from Yoki Haru and that. Then, okay, I'll, I'll deal with that. But they had to make the move for Yoki Haru. Like I just feel like they added a problem with putting in two guys for like, that's uh, a little redundant, but whatever. And then the forward, like, I think they should add another forward. Like, you're down Jack Quinn, who was a top six forward for you last year. Like, I guess you're going to see if Yuri Kulik is ready and going to have Olsen kind of, you know, beat him and Olsen maybe split time. But I think that's a pretty big gamble. And then just the goaltending is just, it's mind boggling to me that, I don't know, like the Buffalo News reporters are constantly be like, oh, you know, this is fan driven. I, you're, supposed yeah. to report on, you're supposed to report on the team. And like, you, yeah, you're supposed to report what the team is doing. You also have to share what you believe. I feel like as reporters, like I mean, we're doing it too. Like we're reporting what the team is doing. We're also sharing our opinion. Like you guys, with the sports report, with like let's just say news journalism, you're not supposed to inject your opinion on like politics or whatever. With sports, it invites you injecting your opinion in, though. Like you kind of have to. That's how you create, I guess, conversation. You know what I mean? Like, but uh, this is to me. It's like okay, you could be like you could report that yes, Adam. We all know Adams is strong on UPL and Levi. He's not going to trash him openly. But you no. could also tell at the same time be like, this is a very risky thing and probably something the Sabres should look to add. Yeah, they're banking on someone who's young and's already had a double hip replacement. I mean, let, let's just yeah, think. and Levi who's played seven games. Like, yes. what are we doing here? What? Yeah, on, on a season, 
you can't, you can't, I just hate, you can't magnify, oh, it's such an important season for the organization to get back into the playoffs. And then ride with UPL and Levi, not find a replacement for Quinn, and then make moves that, that, that help, probably help you defensively right now, but then also cause problems for what are you doing opening day with your defense because there's like too many NHL caliber defensemen and there's only six spots on your, and then there's probably what, maybe you're going to say that you're going to have two scratches so yeah, someone's gonna eight. they're gonna just ride the bench healthy scratch and then just sit there like it's yeah, it's so. i think it, it, it's a disappointing option the draft is really well like they've done very well in the draft the development camp was awesome i, I know we're talking about that in a second but free agency and kind of the roster i'm not a huge fan of what the, what they've done other than i guess they're just going to bank on internal development which, yeah i mean that helps but we'd like to bank on a little bit more of some ex external organization help. yeah i mean listen i'm all for internal development right like i i truly am build from within whatnot adams is a product of internal development he worked his way up from the inside of the organization so i okay like i get it but at the same time you're right in the fact that now we're causing problems internally <laughs> if we're gonna just have two young guys who are ready to play a healthy scratch just sit. remember how what's his name who was who was quinn was or no krebs was healthy scratch for the majority of the beginning of last season. And we were like, it, they had what Middlestad out there instead. And that's when Middlestad was one of the worst players in the NHL point wise and production wise, like put Quinn, put up uh, Krebs in. I'm confusing Quinn and Krebs for whatever reason, but I'm like, put Krebs in like, come on. Like he's just sitting the bench. He can that do better. Than I just what you were saying. Like, yeah. it just, it just, I don't know. They just have too many initial caliber defensemen. They got to move one of them out. And, Maybe the, I just think they should try and attract the most value in your career, especially a guy who's going to need a contract after next season. Yeah. So to get rid of that would probably be pretty beneficial. But talking quickly about development camp. Other than very, meeting what's other, what's other than my, my, meeting my boy Terry. Mm -hmm. Very fun, very intriguing. Uh, I thought a lot that of Adam's video, the inspirational talk he gave. He's oh, like, yeah, that, that was well, I was like, whoa, I was like, that, that right there just moved mountains. That was that was a, that was a good one. All I had to say is Benson looked very good. I still think Benson's probably going to have another year in juniors, and then maybe he could make the roster in, was it, 24-25? But he looked very good. Uh, very – looked like a top-five talent. Yeah. Walbert looked pretty nice. I think some of the – McCarthy actually looked pretty good. I didn't see a lot of Stripek. I think he was kind of eh. But, I mean, everyone had their moments. Jake Richard had a really nice camp. He was a six-round pick. But all I had to say is – the Russians have arrived yeah. to Western New York. Nurchev and Nikorov, I'm going to butcher their names, but Adam was in 2021 to get Tyson Kozart in the seventh round and Nikita Norov in the sixth round. What steals? I mean, those guys could be potential, like a bottom six center and a bottom pair defenseman to get in the sixth and seventh round is, is pretty nice. I mean, that guy looked poised. I mean, he's also six foot four. Yeah, monster being. I mean, it was unfair to him to be out there, seeing that he's played eighty games in the KHL, and then Nuchev, that dude is an offensive dynamite. So, I, listen, very exciting for Rochester. You know, we talked about it two years ago. Quinn and Paterka last year they had Kulik. This year they're going to get some Russians. Maybe they still have Kulik. It's gonna be it's gonna be some fun time in Rochester. But. Yeah, and I, you know I. <laughs> Whatever I whatever I think of a fun time in Rochester, I just think of whatever I forget her the reporter's name we saw at the one game we all went to, where some older guy was in Rochester and she just murked him on the screen, was like, 
you know, your career in the NHL didn't really work out, but you've been doing pretty good. I'm like, whoa. And I just think of that in Rochester. But now, like you said, it looks like they're going to be fired up down there. There's some serious talent heading there. And, uh, you know, maybe, you know, in in a little while here, we'll be looking for the French connection 2.0, but it'll be the the Russian connection. Maybe. I don't know. Well, I mean, the one's a winger and the one's in defense. Never mind. Never mind. We can't. (laughs) Yeah, we can't have that. But it's, you know, something to think about just how deep the sabers are looking because that's what like i said last week depth is what got vegas so strong because they could play no matter who was injured no matter who was out they had players who could play at a high level that's what i like what the sabers are doing they have a lot of players who can potentially play they're just very young like that's the thing and vegas is a little older jack uncle fit well into that because he just added another piece to that team and a very good piece i mean he got his surgery done and look at him he was you always saw these posts in the playoffs on social media, Jack period, Eichel period, playoffs period. You know what I mean? So, or playoff period, Jack period. Eichel. Too many periods. Too many periods and too many all caps. Like, let's just stop that. But, I, you know, I, I think the Sabres are going to be trying to look to do something similar to that in the fact of building a strong depth of a team that could, in fact, play at any level if they're needed to. So, I hope that's what you need. So going into our last thing before we go into the funky Friday fun time. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Goalie grades. So we're going to grade. I'm not going to grade Anderson because Anderson's retired and he had the highest uh, percentage though, out of the, yeah. out of the, the he fellas. Like, he I like a nice B. So we're going to grade Levi UPL and Comrie. So let's just go bottom to the top. Comrie first. Comrie gets just a, a D. Injury, I would I would agree. Just, just we just he was kind of a guy that was a backup. Maybe he could have been a starter. If we good, sent we, him down to Rochester, correct me if I'm wrong, he would have to go through waivers as well. Like, yeah, he'd like claim. yeah. But that's another thing. It's like, what are they gonna do? I just yeah, don't, they, don't they can't do don't, anything don't, about it. Yeah. Not we're not bringing that up right now. No. We're just gonna say we'll delve into it later. Year, disappointing year. They took a shot on him. It missed. Shots fired. You know, Adams isn't. 100%. Shots fired. What was that? <laughs> yeah, no, Adam, it was. It was. Adam doesn't, a, doesn't shoot one hundred percent. Missed on that one. Um, so we'll see what he does this coming season if he's in the same organization. But yeah, yeah he is a D. I I mean, I have no other argument to that. Maybe an F. Maybe a D minus. <laughs> I don't know if there is a D minus. I think it just goes from D to F. I'm not sure. I'm not sure there ever is such a thing as a D minus. But I. uh like you said, just kind of there, not really, he didn't really give too much. It was an absolute whiff in the front office. You know, I, at first I'm like, okay, different goalie than UPL and Anderson. Um, So let's, let's give it a try. Nope. Uh, right after the first couple games he played, we were like, please let's, let's, let's do something here. We wanted Levi to sign before his season even started. So, um, but we'll get to him, but yeah, UPL I'll go next. Hottest of the hot and coldest of the cold. That's all I'm gonna say. I'll give him a C, C plus. I, I agree. Like, I like agree. he was. He had when he was hot in the black and reds at first. He was hot. Like he was. Like the save percentage was wild in the games. He went what? Like wasn't it like forty to forty five or something like that? Like yeah. he was. He was killing it. And then all of a sudden, he would just let everything through. It was like he turned into a slice of Swiss cheese or grated Parmesan, as I would say. Just plows right through. It's just I would give him a C. He was. Great when he was great, but be- really bad when he was bad. Yeah, the high is the highs, low the lows. Yeah. I mean, I mean, listen, he he, he stayed healthy. I think that was a, that was a significant thing, but he was far too inconsistent. Maybe he could find some consistency this year, but 
again, man, not not really looking forward to him. He being, would have to go through waivers as well if he was sent. Yeah, to not not looking forward to him being uh counting out as a contributor to a team that's trying to make the playoffs. But going well, to our, our boy Devin Levi. Yeah, gonna, I was gonna say, especially with a young guy like Levi, who's only played seven games. We're banking on that. But a. Let's, let's just see. Eight Devin gets an A. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. No great no college season. Great college season. A little unfortunate, I think, with the stats because he really played one poor, poor game against Detroit, and even even with that, um, came up big in the shootout to get the win. So his stats of being like a nine oh five save percentage, saved four goals more than expected, and seven such is pretty good. Yeah, this man's a stud. He gets good, good college season. Came in, gave his gave, as I hit my shutter. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't seen anyone play as aggressively coming out of the net on a breakaway, like way out of the crease. That's like Ryan Miller esque. You know what I mean? Like that's right there. Darth Levi doing the meditation Darth thing Levi. too. Come on, like and he's a Star Wars fan. I mean, and he's a like... Star Wars fan. Darth Levi and Obi Wan Dagoli. You know what I mean? I, I think I think those are two working names we could we could toss in there. But, and then he Obi-Wan drew his own Dagoli. Sabers helmet for the Black and Reds. He drew his own logo on there. What a Chad! Like seriously, like come on, like man of the people. A A A all the way. So that's our player grades, and that is going to do it. That kind of kicks off the Funky Friday fun time. We had a little fun with that today, but I'm going to kick it off. I have both of them. We're going to kick it off with the past the Prime Hall of Fame. I, I think we should permanently switch that. I, I like that going first, but this. I'm not going to say what he is. I'm going to have you guess, actually. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to give you statistics and stats. Okay. Oh, man. 71 years old. Jeez. He's past his prime. Past his prime. He's got the life expectancy. His first name's William. Six time Super Bowl winner, Bill Belichick. Where do you have him in the past your prime? Was it a week I wasn't there? Is that, did I miss it? It was week one, my boy. Was it week one? Yes. Oh, that what a what a dud. What a dud then. Hang on. I don't know. Be like, who? <laughs> no, I I don't know if I was there. I don't remember Belichick. <laughs> was the first person in not read. I think I was the one who put him in there, actually. I think that was no, me. I was. Oh, I was, was it you? <laughs> oh man. All right. All right. All right. I gotta think. I gotta think. Tell you what. We'll stick with we'll stick with coaching. Okay. You ready for this? Yes, sir. Okay, I'm gonna think on my feet here. Can't I was thinking Pete Carroll, but he the Seahawks did well last year with Geno Smith, so that he can't can't necessarily be that. I would have to. Well, Shanahan, I would say, but he's not even a head coach anymore. That would be that would be the other head coach. I'd say is past their prime. Who? Not who's the Cardinals head coach? Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury. Sorry, he looks just like Kyle Shanahan. So. I got him confused, but I, uh, that would be my candidate, but he, he's not even a head coach anymore. Did he get hired anywhere? Do you know? I think he's working at USC now, if I'm not mistaken, but can we induct him because he went down to the college level? He got downgraded. Sure. Our boy, right. Cliff Kingsbury, Cliff Kingsbury. We stayed with coaching. We bounced back and now it's time for the, would you rather? Okay. So the question is now from a fan perspective, we're going to go this week. Okay. I mean, we went off the board last week of food, so. Yes, yeah, we've kind of been off the rails. So, would you rather watch a regular season game? Remember when we went to the Blues game for the Sabres? We were like 100 level. Sure, yeah. Like right down there. Mm-hmm. Would you rather watch a regular season game, courtside, ice side, whatever it is, right on the glass, right on the field for football, 
the hundred level or high stakes playoff game in the nosebleeds all the way at the tippity top, like where we were higher up than that bandits game against Toronto. We went to see, uh, probably the, the, the regular season game. I don't know if I could ever go to another play. Like as we went to the, this for example, we went to the Titans game and, and we say on the one hundreds phenomenal 42 game. to seven. They, we, or phenomenal what was game. it? 42 to one 41, seven. 41 to seven. Ph- yeah. Phenomenal game. I then went to the 300s to watch the Bills Dolphins playoff game. Terrible feeling. I mean, just like I, yeah. just, I can't do it. I had to be able to pace. I had to be able to like, I don't know, just walk around and like. You like the high stakes at home, Maybe like that kind of a thing. I don't like it. it yeah, it got it got to me, man. Like my heart was like, I was like, I felt like I was. You know, we talked about the guy who was 71 years old. I felt like I had a 71 year old's heart. I was like, dude, I'm like about to like have a stroke in here. It was. Also, it, it was tough. Also, I just have to say this, and this is real in general. I'm not trying to like hate here, but like, there's just so much complaining in the 300 level on like oh, yeah. every single play where the game actually comes kind of unenjoyable. But 200s like, down, I feel like you're solid. Just like I don't want to be that guy, but like when like you're complaining about pass interference, like even as like a Bills, as like a fan of the team, I'm like that wasn't pass interference. Like I hate being so negative towards their, like the dude that's saying nice things. I was like, dude, that well, was pretty much everyone in the 300s is inebriated. I mean, that's pretty much yeah. They're all is, just too, but... I mean, they're also incredibly drunk and like they don't even know. But like those pass interference, I was like, no yeah. pass interference. So, Where's the flag? That's all you hear from the three. Oh yeah. yeah, or the, or the secure draft. They're like, that, no, we caught that. I was like, mm, ball ball hits ground, ball moves incomplete. <laughs> like, yeah, what, what are we doing here? Yeah, no, I'm 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 on the same page. I would I liked sitting right down on the field for 41 to 7 beat down, even though Micah Hyde and Dane Smith, not Dane Smith, Dane Jackson. I'm thinking the bandits. Oh my god, it's it's been a day. Dane Jackson get hurt. Even when they're up 30 something to seven, they didn't take him out of the game, but whatever. Um I like that more than because we've been low in a bandits game before and they've lost, if you recall. I don't know. I don't know. No, they won. Oh, no, they won that game, but they lost I the championship. I told this to my dad when we were walking down. I don't remember the last time I went to a pass game when they lost. No, no, I'm saying that we're going to lose. I'm going to lose. The next game we come to, they're going to lose. But they, I mean, they went 2 0 in the two the two final games I've gone to the last two years. And yeah. I mean, they won this year in the regular season, and I went to the right. I mean, I don't know, like five. I'm like, I'm on like a five or six game heater. I think we all are. Any game, any Bandits game I've gone to, they have taken yeah, I don't remember the last time. We, yeah. I wish, I wish the Sabres had our luck. I know. Well, every Sabres game we've got, they won the first one this year, right? Me and Did you they? have a different record than the 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 boys in the box, our little group we call go though. Like the Red Wings, we you and I went to the Red Wings game in the beginning of the season when Tage had the Hattie. Like that yeah, was like that. that was huge. That was a good. Yeah, game. I, I don't remember what the record was this year when we went to the four of us went to games. No, I have no idea, but. I think without further ado, that's going to end it for this edition of the Buffalonian podcast. I'm Joe Kelly, and I've been joined by Dom Loss. And Dom, how do you always end these? Go Bills, baby. Go Bills. <laughs>